calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Malls. Welcome to Please Advise Episode 4, 5. Episode 5. If you listen to Episode 4 last week, I was pretty plastered by the end of it, and I just want to apologize for that because I know I said my email was malls at twitter.com. I do not work at Twitter. I am a writer. I like do this podcast. I'm an internet sensation. I'm kind of famous. And uh, this is my podcast. Thanks for listening. This is an advice podcast. So people call in and they like ask me things about their life and I fix it because I'm basically perfect and I have a lot of really good things going on for me. Um, The number to call in if you want to be a part of that is 323-450-7408. Today, though, even though I was like a little bit on a good one last week, it doesn't mean I'm not drinking this week. We got a drink recipe from Adriana at A Cozy Kitchen. On Twitter, she's at A Cozy Kitchen. So you should check her out. She told us to make a raspberry lilit fizz, which is a nice, delicious summery drink that I'm sharing with my wonderful guest. He is a blogger. He is a television writer. He's my idol. He's my fantasy dream boy. Ryan O'Connell. Hi, you guys. Ryan, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi. Happy to be here, you guys. Happy to be here, you guys. Happy to be here. Just happy to be here. I love always, like, that's such a, like, a blogger thing, though, to just refer to, like, to always say you guys as if anyone list is anyone's listening. Like, that's, I always, like, (laughs) when I had, like, a WordPress to, like, know, which I could be like, oh, my God, you guys. Like. I know. And the only person reading it was yourself. But that's, like, manifestation, I think. Yeah, manifest destiny. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Ryan and I. 
met i guess we met like years ago right well no we met like a year ago no but like we knew each other on the internet yeah yes i always think that like when i meet someone on the internet i know them like i just i will have like friendships of years with people that i online friendships and i'm like oh yeah i know that person yeah i'm the opposite i'm like don't fucking talk to me (laughs) (laughs) no i know you're on the internet you're probably a freak don't fucking come near me boundary issues not boundary (laughs) issues that's the ryan doesn't have boundary issues i do i'm like come into my house i'll cook you dinner um well that being said when when we finally met i was i couldn't believe it it was just such a pure delight it was a pure delight and then this is my speaking of freaks i wanted to tell this story because ryan and i met up in new york um for i guess it was like the second time we met um we met up in new york and um i was there for like a weekend doing some research and um I got an email from one of my readers saying like, Malls, I heard you're in Brooklyn. You have to come to this nightclub. I am the door person. Like, I'm going to get you in. You like, no one can get into this club. I want to stress that no one can get into this club. It is like beyond chic. You will drink for free. Invite whoever you want. And just know like, this club is exclusive. Like, not even Alexander Wang can get into this. And that was the line. Not even Alexander Wang can get in here. Okay? So, like, I email Ryan and our friend Sam Lansky. And I'm like, come on, Ryan. Come on, Sam. Come on out to Brooklyn. Like, we're going to the chicest nightclub in New York. I'd never heard of it before. No. By the way. Not even Alexander Wang can get in there. Right? <laughs> I was like, this must be some underground shit. Like, Ex- no. yeah. yeah. So, we got there. And Ryan, like... I'm like humble, so I want you to explain what happened when we got there. Well, she like flipped her shit. Like she saw you and she like basically had a seizure and was just like freaking out about how much she loved you. And the whole thing was just really great, but also a little unnerving. You know what I mean? It was she a was little, like shaking and she was, was like, I did my hair and makeup for you. I did my hair and makeup for you. And it was, I was like, like a make a wish like <laughs> situation. And I felt it, it went from being like flattered to like a little bit freaked out to scary. like feeling a little bit bad for her because no one should like me that much and then <laughs> um we wind up with so we go into the nightclub and it's empty there's not a person there like there's one guy who's definitely on molly who's dancing alone in the dance floor and like no one else is in the club it's hard to even get a drink like not even the bartenders have showed up for their shit and it is like the biggest i mean everything in new york is smaller and it was the biggest club i'd ever been to in new york it was, it was huge like four stories like four stories and there was no one in there not even alexander wang not even alexander well especially not he, he so can't, can't get, get in, in. so He's outside <laughs> banging on the glass being like please let me in and she's like no <laughs> no room for you that's so real so true so and like you know ryan's seeing all of this ryan and sam are seeing all this through the eyes that i don't have because my eyes are full of delusion like i just like i'm like wow this is really weird and they're like molly she's crazy like alexander wang has never been here because he has never tried to get in here and so you know we're like hanging out for a little bit more and she says go get grilled cheeses downstairs and gourmet gourmet like Gour- like literally <laughs> what did you say a michelin chef yeah or exactly. like, like soon to be michelin chefs so are like this is not your mom's grilled cheese yeah so yeah. So, so i'm starving we're, we're all starving yeah we're all just like starved yeah so, being in an empty room will do that to you so <laughs> <laughs> so we go in we order three grilled cheeses and i'm like all right i'm gonna be right back i'm gonna run to the ladies room when i come back ryan <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Sam, and Sam's boyfriend are like <laughs> standing outside 
the the restaurant door and they're like molly we can't go in there and i was like why we're our girl che- i want our girl jesus and, he, and he's well no there was a sewage problem <laughs> the floor was covered in shit water at the most exclusive nightclub and we had to and, be escorted um, out of the premises so then I slowly start to get like, we never, I never said bye to her. Ryan gets recognized on the street a moment later by a girl who's still a total freak, but like much <laughs> less freaky than my fan. And I'm like, why does Ryan have all the normal fans? And so, and um, then me and Molly fought. <laughs> we had a fist fight. And then, um, and then, you know, like, oh, I'm back in LA a couple weeks later. I start to slowly get emails from this girl, the door person being like, we have such a strong connection. I feel so connected from you and all these people are trying to keep us apart. There's people out there that just don't get people like us. And and I'm like, okay. Like I'm starting to realize that she's a little off, but like I don't need to respond to that. So then like I get another one and another one and they're starting to get real long. Like if you were to print them on paper, they'd be five, six pages. Did you respond to any of them? Well, finally, I just wrote back, like, girl, are you okay? And then, like, I got, like, another, like, seven-page email back, and I'm like, oh, she's gone. So um, <laughs> I get, I find out from her, like, she emails me, like, two months later, completely, like, normal. She's like, hi, I had a mental breakdown. My neighbor had to call my parents, which I'm like, how does your neighbor know your parents' number? I had to call my parents and, like, get me <laughs> dragged back to wherever she was from and she's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it was. Like, I know that that happens to women in their 20s. Like, they're bipolar, just like, or their schizophrenia just like shows up. Yeah. But, um, and Ryan's like, yeah, that's why she thought Alexander Wang couldn't get into her club. I know. Yeah, I never put that together. Yeah, that was clearly the words of an insane person. A girl interrupted. But she's good now, no? Right? Status she's of, really good does now. Does she listen to this podcast? Is she literally going to, like, you actually you're causing another psychotic big? She's, like, literally listening uh, and going... I'll poke the beast. But, like, I do I do love Ryan so much, and I always have, but I especially loved him after that night because I was, like, so impressed by how cool Sam and Ryan were about the whole thing. Like, I had dragged them out to Brooklyn to, like, basically <laughs> this, like horror fun house like thing it was it was a really special I like night. When bad things happen yeah sometimes bad yeah. things happen to good people <laughs> um okay guys so we're gonna start taking your calls ryan are you ready i'm ready these people are real fucked up buckle up okay it's gonna be a wild ride <laughs> there's gonna be some turbulence <laughs> hey malls it's stephanie bridge having a bit of a problem need some advising so I've had this friend for about four years now, and I think the friendship has about reached an end. I mean, the entire time I've known this girl, it's just been take, take, take. I gave her rides everywhere because she didn't have a car. Helped her move like three times. I cleaned her apartment for her because she's such a freaking slob. Loaned her money. Helped her, I mean, with countless problems she was having. Um, all basically to just have life sucked out of me in the end. <laughs> so, I mean, this girl is... um constantly complaining or bragging about herself, um, making up these just the craziest excuses to get out of things and then bragging about that, coming over here and smoking my weed and acting like she didn't even do nothing and, you know, just all around being a pretty shitty person but, like, never doing anything specifically to me. Um, she came to me with the same problem for over a year but refused to do anything to change the situation, which is basically how she handled everything. 
So, I mean, I've really tried to meditate on the idea that you can be somebody's friend without them necessarily being a friend to you, um, but it's only taken me this far. So I guess I probably should have started out by saying that she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She comes from a pretty terrible home life, and she basically has no one else. So now you see my dilemma. Um, please advise. Girl, is your friend me? Like, there are so many things in that. I was like, oh, I think I do that to people. No, but... Um... What's the, I mean, what's the question? How do you dump a bipolar friend? Ryan, what do you say? Um, stop returning their phone calls. I mean, like, I think she feels guilty about dumping this person because they're mentally ill. Right. I completely understand that. I would feel guilty too, but I would still just, like, cut the fat. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you, how much can you possibly give? It sounds like you're doing way too much. Like, also, I'm just going to throw this out there. You have to take responsibility for your actions in this scenario, which is that it is not your job to clean her apartment, and you know that. Like, if a person's have you move them more than – more than tw- I would say more than twice. Sure. Like, I had help from my friends for my most recent move. I have never asked for help from my friends before for a move. So, like – and it was simply because I just, like, had so much stuff. Yeah, so, like, if you're asking for, like, three times, like, that's beyond. Is cleaning someone's apartment, like, asking someone to clean your apartment a symptom of bipolar disorder? Or is it just being a lazy Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Psycho? Exactly. Like, and, like, oops, bipolar. Oops. Like, I feel like this girl is just probably... And a lot of bipolar know. people are hyper-intelligent. And I think that this woman might know that you are bending over backwards for her and, like, Outside of her bipolar, there's also something a little bit like sociopathic about her that doesn't seem to mind putting you out if she knows that she can use her mental illness as a, as an excuse because you're sympathetic. I mean, if properly medicated, I'm isn't it? You know, I I'm not I don't know. I feel I feel awkward talking about bipolar disorder because I don't know a lot about it. I don't know a ton. But if she's on the proper medication. I don't know. I just don't think bipolar translates to, like, a horrible kind of a friend. Like, no. all 24-7. Like, I think you have high point. Like, you know, there's spurts or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know if it justifies everything. I think everything. that first year is rough, though, when a yeah. person is first diagnosed. Because that means behavior has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. The weed thing really stuck out to me because I do know a lot of bipolar people that have, like gotten a diagnosis of being bipolar and I realized oh that person's a huge stoner and that person has been a huge stoner and a lot of people with bipolar try to self-medicate with weed Amanda Vines yes <laughs> no I'm not kidding you no, she I did know. and you know people mask mental illness through substance abuse problems yes and yeah. well, they and they also if they're not masking it they're trying to find a way to self-medicate yeah. and um, drugs are the most readily available thing for a lot of people Absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's no, I feel like I, I sound like such a dick for being like, just kick her to the curb, blah, 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 blah. But I feel, I don't know if she, like, you know, it's like that Sheryl Crow song, like you don't bring me anything but down. That's yeah. Sheryl Crow, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that but like Sheryl? that sound, I mean, it sounds, yeah, no. It yeah. sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> the title like has me on board. Yeah. I think that the way that you've like phased someone like this out is you maybe just, like maybe every three calls you call back then every five calls you call back until eventually you guys don't have to talk anymore and then if she yes I'm saying I'm giving you passive aggressive advice but I think that this is I honestly don't think that with a friendship like this where this person is so emotional it seems like she's 
probably also the volatile type. Like, if she approaches you and says, like, why are you doing this to me? Just that's when you have to tell her, like, and as calmly as you can, like, this friendship has expired. Like, these are the reasons why I know that you have other people in your life that well, you will find to, to do these things for you, but it can't be that, it can't, I can't be that person anymore. She can initially, you can initially try to, you know, develop boundaries and basically call her out on her behavior and say, this makes me feel bad, da 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 and I really need th- things to change in this friendship in order for me to still be around. First thing that needs to happen is you got to stop, like, cleaning your house. Like, <laughs> I know you probably don't do that regularly, but, like, that is not one. That's not something a friend does for a friend. You that's don't go, a, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, not not to call you crazy, but like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you, lo- you're facilitating this whack job. Right. Exactly. You're enabling a little bit. It's yeah. I would cut the cord. Yes. Okay, listeners. So I decided to try something new. I don't know if you listened a couple weeks ago when I offered to buy a girl a song on iTunes that cost a dollar twenty nine. Big Boy's backup plan because I thought it applied to her life. Then I thought, like, hey, Malls, that's a really good idea. So what I want to do is if you retweet, not a fave, thanks for the faves, but I also would really love a retweet the pod or reblog it on our Tumblr, pleaseadvise.tumblr.com, or rate us with five stars in the iTunes store with a positive review. I will like automatically enter your name into a drawing to receive a song that costs $1.29 of your choice. In addition to that, I'm going to be picking my favorite caller of any given week and buying them a song that I think will fix their life. Um, and it has to cost $1.29 because I only want the best for my listeners. So please retweet, reblog, leave positive reviews, and keep calling the show, and maybe I'll buy you some jams. All right, next call. Oh, hey, Molly, Malls, whatever. Um... I don't know what your show is really about. I've never heard it, but it's like being advertised all over Instagram. So I thought I'd give you a call. Here's the hypothetical question for you. What if my friend, quote unquote, has like a squeaky clean profession and doesn't smoke and only drinks sometimes, but he's extremely attracted to bad girls? And he thinks that the good girls of the world, the, like, career-minded girls, are always usually pretty snooty and stuck up. But the bad girls are usually smokers, and they make this hypothetical guy um, feel like his lungs are dying when the bad girls are smoking around him. And this hypothetical guy dies a little bit inside when he kisses the smoker girls. So how does the hypothetical guy find a girl with a bad girl personality who's not a smoker as well? Pretty esoteric question, but let's see if you can help. All right, peace out. I hope you guys have a great show. You're such a fucking nerd. Like, I literally don't even know where to start. I'm going to let Ryan go on one in a minute because I don't really have much to say to you except you're a fucking nerd who's like, you're so misguided. You're so mis- so deeply misguided that I don't even really know where to begin with you because I don't have the time to explain to you life 
because you don't get it. And like, you're completely wrong. Like to, I mean, just the judgment. That's why you don't get laid, loser. Because you don't know how to talk to women. You don't know what you're doing. I can't do this anymore, Ryan. Go for it. I'm really unclear on your journey. Um, I don't know where you're getting your insights on women. Episodes of Say by the Bell. <laughs> I'm so real. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, either, like, Jesse Spano or, like, Kelly Kapowski. Like, those are the world's options. Um, so, yeah, I I think you're incredibly misguided. I think, I, I'm actually really confused as to what the problem is. You like bad girls, but you hate smokers? This is what it is, hun. He needs to hire a fucking dominatrix. That's what it is. He needs to hire a bad girl to fuck him. Because, like, this, like, w- woman that he's created, I don't know why he associates bad girl with smoking, because I know plenty of girls with sticks up their asses who work office jobs, who smoke cigarettes. Like, those are always the girls that secretly smoke. But... What he needs to do, because he's so fucking clueless, is he just needs to hire someone to fuck him. That's what it is. He needs to hire a dominatrix that he can say, don't smoke before you come over, and I want you to come over here, and I want you to talk to me like shit, and I want you to dress like what you probably think is a skank, and like just fuck me, because that's that's like you're never getting what you want, because you're so misguided. Like, go read a book. How about that? That's my advice to you. Why don't you sit the fuck down and read a book? I am still so fucking pissed about that last caller that I'm going to sit back and enjoy my raspberry lilit and let my guest, who I just completely railroaded in order to answer that fucking nerd's question. What a nerd. I'm going to let him review our fabulous drink this week from A Cozy Kitchen cozykitchen.com you can find her on our tumblr please advise.tumblr.com ryan take the wheel i love this drink it tastes like summer it actually tastes like a sea foam green ocean while getting rim jobbed by a dolphin (laughs) so and it has notes of cinnamon (laughs) with (laughs) with notes of cinnamon and drama Oh no, it totally tastes like drama. It totally like, tastes like drama. If you day drink this, like you You're, know someone's crying and has lost their shoes by the end of the night. Literally like, sobbing, like in the corner. Like this drink would taste so good actually on someone's face when you splash it with it, <laughs> when you hit him with it. You're like best served on some asshole's face. Um but wait, what do you what do you think like what kind of fight do you think this drink could lead to? If it was gonna lead to drama, like what do we think the fight's about? Uh, like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like you were DMing with that person. Like Totally. Yeah. This is like some furious DMs for sure. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm probably like developing a labia while drinking it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just growing back in. Yeah. Big um, <laughs> <laughs> girls don't cry. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Here's a little swish. Yeah, sound effect. I don't like... That sound of heaven. That's what that is. Heaven and drama. Yeah. And okay. dolphin rim jobs. Never well, forget. Oh, dolphin rim jobs. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> and notes of cinnamon. So that was our drink of the week. Please try it. If you try it at home, we advise that you try this drink and um, get some fun, flirty summer drama. Two ladies up. Hi, Malls. Um, I'm calling you because I have a pretty interesting... Um, relationship advice question for you. Well, uh, to start, I'm 21 years old, and I'm in a relationship with someone who is both my boss and married. Um, So 
Yeah, so basically we work for a, he owns an education company and um, I guess I'm the second most powerful person at the organization and, you know, he lovingly refers to me as, um, you know, a co-owner, whereas that's what he says, that's not what the law says just yet, you know, according to him. Um, this relationship's been going on for um, about four months, um, and so I, you know, started out, I had a boyfriend, I then I, you know, my boss took me to a strip club, a lot of fancy dinners, we clicked, things happened, I dumped my boyfriend, got an apartment, he moved in with me, he told his wife of 10 years that he wants a divorce, and, you know, now she's kind of calling everyone in the family and bitching and calling people that work for us. She has no idea about me. Um, I guess willful ignorance on her part. But, um, so yeah, I'm uh, 21 years old, dating my 37-year-old married boss who, you know, lives with me. Yeah, a bit of an unconventional situation. So, thanks, Malls. Oh, man. Christina Lopez, our producer, picks these calls for me every week. And I don't know if there's a theme here other than, like, I'm supposed to hate every single person that called in. I don't I don't mind the girl with the bipolar friend. Her I just feel sorry for. But, like, caller, I don't like you. I don't like you. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I don't... This sounds like the plot to, like, how to lose friends and alienate people, too. Like, I literally... Yeah. I, I don't think you really understand the magnitude of what you're doing. But you're also 21, and 21-year-olds don't understand anything besides, like, Pad Thai delivery and Bravo. Yeah. So, <laughs> Real. like, you know, I, I honestly think the onus is more on the boss because I understand... I, I get it. Like, you kind of always want to fuck your coworker. Like, your coworker could be, like you know, a fucking Grendel, like, you know, Beowulf scenario. And then after, like, 12 hours of, like, pulling an all-nighter, you're like, want to fuck? I mean, I get it. That's, like, what happens. So he is kind of, I think, abusing the power dynamic here. And you're going along, you know, you're going along with it because you're 21 and confused. But I would, like, get the fuck out, like, have skid marks on the driveway, and also come from a place of, like, empathy of, like, why the wife would be pissed bitching. The fact bitching. that she's bitching. I mean, I'm, that I'm is... I'm bumping on that. Bumping on that. Yeah, that's a big problem. Like, there's... You know what? You're being poisoned by this man. I'm just going to say this to you because no one else is going to say it. He doesn't like you for your brain. He doesn't think you're smart. He doesn't think you're good at your job. It's because you're a 21-year-old who's willing to fuck him. You have facilitated destroying a marriage... I'm just going to throw that out there. The marriage was probably already done, but there's kids out there who are going to have a forced relationship with their father. If they're not old enough to know that he's cheating on mom, they will someday. And you're responsible. You're partially responsible for that. You're responsible for all of your actions. He, I don't, I think this boss is taking complete advantage of you. I, I definitely totally. do because he sounds old enough to know that what he's doing is wrong and that you're like a stupid 21 year old. No offense. So like, just, just know that like, this is a behavioral issue on his part. It will happen to you. He will do this to you. Um, there will be another 21 year old. 
And um, additionally, you're not making it any easier. You know when you're doing, my boyfriend always says, and I love this, you know when you're doing something right and you know when you're doing something wrong. You know you're doing something wrong. And think that you need to get your own apartment, get your shit together, and stop pretending that a guy who takes you to a steak dinner in a strip club is your, like, fantasy man. Also, how, as a 21-year-old, are you the second most powerful person at a company? Is this, like, a hot dog, like, stand on the Jersey Shore? Yeah, Like, how, how are you, like, second in command at a 21-year-old? She's like, they let me put the hot dogs on a stick? <laughs> I'm like really unclear about a 21 year old who's second in command at a so company. So like for the first I'm six months, confused. I just made the lemonade, but then yeah. like they started to like, and then it was like, okay, you can like dip them in the batter, but like we put the sticks in the hot dogs. Let's just say I know someone <laughs> at the company. Not gonna say who. Wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> wink, nudge. Wink, but I know someone. Yeah. Who, uh, so... made me, uh, elevate. <laughs> My status a little bit. Uh, yeah. So babe, like, hate this for you. It's gonna all end in tears. Like. I don't understand. You're basically a midlife crisis car with a vagina, and you're not eco-friendly. <laughs> Ryan, you kill me. No, but honestly, I don't like you for doing this. I don't. I have to say, like, girl to girl, like, you are a woman's worst nightmare. So please stop that. And <laughs> I don't think it could be said any better than Ryan said it. So I don't know if you guys listened to episode three, but I had a guest, Blair Bercy, and we took a call from a girl who was dating a guy uh, who was cheating on her, and she had an opportunity to leave or she had an opportunity to stay. And we told her to fly to that good dick, to drive to that good dick, that she needed to go to the land of like the good dick because this guy was basically just using her. So uh, we got an update from her, and this is what she said. Hi, Moss. I'm the girl with the creep boyfriend who cheated on me. I'm moving out Friday across the country. Thank you so much for your perfect advice. It was exactly what I needed to hear. I don't need to be nice to him. He sucks and isn't worth my time. Your offer to buy me backup plan is like next level. I know and love that song and your comparison made all this bullshit crystal clear. It's going to be the soundtrack to my fun, slutty summer in a new place. Thank you for everything. It really helps. Peggy. Peggy, I'm so happy for you. Go on your slut journey. Have so much fun. I'm so glad that you've decided to leave this creep behind because he doesn't deserve you. God bless. Hey, Malls. This is Eliza from San Francisco, and I have a question for you um, about how to take better pictures. Um, I work for a charitable organization, and we have a lot of, like, dinners and functions and um, like charitable things that I have to attend and there's always photographers and in every picture I just look terrible my expression looks weird or my eyes look really wonky or my smile is like drunk and you know I, I don't know what to do about it I feel like everyone else has sort of a set smile or a set expression that they can make in the photos and I just haven't developed that yet or figured it out Um, because every picture I look different I look weird and I don't think I'm a really weird looking person generally um I when I see myself on video I think I look okay It's, it's just like that freeze frame just catches me in the wrong way and I, I don't know what to do so um if you have any advice I would really appreciate it thanks so that's so exciting for you that you have so many fun events to attend. I'm really excited for you. I don't get like invited to parties anymore. I think I've burnt my name. But um, 
I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about a picture face. Um, I developed my picture face, which is like, I have the same face in every picture. Like, go to my Instagram. You'll find the same one. Unless I post something where I look, like, intentionally hideous. Like, I'm making the same face in every picture. And it's because I know about me. Like, I have a lazy eye. So, I need to, like, not show the entirety of my face. Because when you get me straight on, like, you can see my lazy eye. Like, I look like a lazy-eyed, cross-eyed weirdo. But then, like, I saw a picture of me the other day. Um, my boyfriend posted it to Facebook and it already has like 175 likes or something. And it, so it's like can't come down. And I, I sent him a picture of two Sharpays kissing. And I was like, this is what I look like because I had like 12 chins. So I always say to people like no double chins. Like if there's a double chin in the mix, like you're not posting that picture. So this is what I'd say to you. You need to like figure out what it is you hate about your face. Um, I know that people are going to say like, what? Ryan, I know. Babe, well, no. I know. Gosh, there's something she, she doesn't hates. hate her face. She hates the way she looks in pictures. So she actually That's says. That's what I'm saying. I look good in like normal life. Figure about figure out what the thing is she hates about her face in pictures. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like, is it her nose? Like, is yeah. it like, is it like the left side of her face? Like, I don't have a side. Yeah. But like, I definitely like. Well, she did say that she like feels like when she takes a photo, she looks like wonky or kind of drunk or whatever. Which actually, one of my good friends has that same problem, and yeah. it, it literally keeps me up at night, like trying to figure it out because I, I don't understand because she's so gorgeous and so cool, and then literally a camera gets in her face and she's like, Ugh! like it's just it's queer in headlights. <laughs> so I just like don't I you know, I don't really know what to say other than like practice selfies honestly like, yeah I, I selfie all day long for my own personal self but also selfies are really hard because like that's the ugliest you no it's the best you i would say like a, a macbook is good but like if you yeah. do it on an iphone like i don't know i'm just like yeah a photo booth because i'm just seeing like so many eye creases when i do a selfie now that i'm like no this is why i hate the internet really? and i like have a fight with myself oh my god no yeah. i like love selfies they like keep me like keep me going and like you can curate your face in such a beautiful gentle way <laughs> yeah but also like you're the boss applesauce when you're taking a selfie and i think that like really the problem is yeah when like a rando is gonna just be like hey post for a picture like you're you just it's out of your hands i think basically like if you can't figure your shit out you just like need to be detagging de like nobody's watching no but also when this is what i'm saying is that she can't have a choice like there is a thing and i'm just saying like you can't help the drunk thing like that's something you can't help but the things that are within your control are figuring out the find one photo that you don't fucking hate. Just go find one that's like, all right, I can deal with that. And then perfect that one look. Like just have it nailed down. Like my picture face, I only have one face I make in pictures. I don't like to smile with teeth because I think my teeth you don't, look weird. You're right. No, I don't. So I, I, so I don't that. even really like to smile in photos. Oh my god, you really don't. No, because like <gasps> I think it's like kind of like a stupid American tradition and I think that like you don't like people aren't really always happy like you just need to like just sit in the photo like what you're trying to capture is a moment in time and like not be like a stupid American just like smiling like uh, uh, like it's stupid so I don't like that but I do think that you find the photo that you don't hate then you make your face look as much like that every time you take a picture except like a better version of that and then also when you do your makeup or when you get your makeup done Make sure they're contouring like fucking crazy. Like I'm always like take away my chins. Uh um, also like get better friends who don't post unflattering pictures of you. Well, I, I think mean, it's like the charity organizations or like, po like po Patrick McMullen. 
Wait, like, like the actor? Like events. No. Oh, 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 the photographer. <laughs> like an event scenario? Yeah. Is yeah. she talking about like an event photography? No, I th- honey, I think she's talking about like is she, is Hands like Across America. Girl? Or I think uh, she's like talking about Operation like... Operation Smile, like no, cleft. No, she, like, she like works for like, yeah. <laughs> she's talking about like cleft issues? Yeah, or like, I, or like here's a charity everyone seems to forget, the Red Cross. Like people were all up on the Red Cross around 9-11. Now I don't hear shit about the Red Cross. It's all 826 and cleft palates. Like what's wrong with the, the Red Cross, American Red Cross? So she probably, I'm going to say she works for Red Cross and that there's there's sticking <laughs> we're projecting so many things onto this girl we're like if you're a philanthropist you work for Operation Smile but you don't like your own smile <laughs> sounds confusing <gasps> ah, get back to the kids who matter but no um <laughs> or like a kidney maybe she works for like kidney focus on your charities realize what's important in life um, yeah. So I think that she's like has to take like group photos. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And then okay. she's like, oh, like everyone looks great, and I'm like Narlsberg. So like, did you ever have a period of your life in which you liked almost every single photo you ever taken? Not at the time, but now I look back and I was like, I was like so cute when I was 23. Dude, 23 for me, 22 and 23, and I knew it at the time. Oh, I, I knew know. it, and I was like, my face is having a beautiful journey right now, and I know it's gonna end soon, and like, I really don't want that to happen. But of course, it ended. But for those two blissful years, I knew. I was like bringing it facially. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I love you. No, that's great. Well, let's that was all, like in the past. Yeah, know, but let's all go to that place in our minds sometimes. And also that's it's true. so sad because what's probably going to happen, what always happens, it's like such a cliche at this point. I was home over Christmas break and my mom was showing me some photos. And I've always thought that I was like the ugliest teen. And that's why I have like two pictures of me as a teenager. And I saw these pictures and I was like, I was adorable. Like, why did I hate myself so yeah. much? And so, like, it's going to sound like a cliche, but I swear to you, when you're like me and you have like weird creases, like, and like you're, because I emote, you know what I mean? Like, I like make a lot of facial expressions. So, like, you don't have eye creases. I'm looking at you right now. No, but like, there's like starting like dark underneath. This isn't a me party. Like, what I know. Do? Oh, sorry. I know. I know. I'm great, but like, uh, <laughs> I definitely like do not look 22 anymore. Um, so what I'm saying is, is that you're going to be like, you know, 40 or something. You're going to look back on those pictures of you. Like now you're like, I look like a meatball, like a drunk meatball. Like you're going to be like, oh, I actually was kind of cute. Also, you know what's a bummer is like when you like were 22 and you're like, I'm too fat to get in a bathing suit. And then like you look at photos of you at 22. You're like, fuck you. I wish I was like in a two piece, like literally 365 days a year. Yeah. No, that's so so true. Hey, Malls. Um... I'm a really big fan of your work, and I was just calling because I'm having some issues with one of my guy friends. We've been friends since middle school, and he uh, recently got married. So I don't think his wife likes me at all, and we haven't spoken since the end of May. And that really makes me sad because we have been friends for a very long time, and my boyfriend and him are, you know, really good friends, um... His marriage kind of happened really quickly. He was dating one of my best friends for about two years, a little over two years, and they broke up. And then he got together with um, his current wife, and they were dating for, I don't know, maybe four months. And then he proposed to her, and now they're married. So I never really got a chance to get to know her. So all she knows is that me and him have been friends for a really long time. And his ex-girlfriend used to be my, well, still is my best friend. So when I see her, you know, at group things, she's not really welcoming to me. And I've tried to talk to her, but she she just 
she just doesn't like me, so I really don't know what to do, and it's really interfering with our friendship. So, yeah, any any pointers you have would be great. Thanks. Bye. Hey, babe. So I know this is, like, not the most ideal situation. Um, I understand why your best friend's wife would not be, like, obsessed with the idea of spending time with you because your best friend is, is his ex-girlfriend of, like, four years or whatever. Um, but I would just, you know, I take basically all my, like, life lessons from The Real Housewives, and when The Real Housewives have issues with each other, they, like, go out for, like, a stiff drink, and they, like, air out their issues, so I think that you just need to, like, take this girl out for drinks and just be like, babe, like, let's stop this girl-on-girl crime that we have going on, Yeah. and just, like, come from a place of live, laugh, love. Yes, I think that, um... Well, the expression girl-on-girl crime is a little tough in this scenario. It's not that bad. Yeah. She's just being a little cunty to her. Like, let's just say, That's like, true. she's just, like, being like, uh. That's true. And, like, you know, like, the the ex-girlfriend thing, you know, is definitely uncomfortable. But I think this chick has to know that if she married this guy after four months, that, like, he clearly views her as his, like, great love. And that's why they're together. Um, and he's not with that ex-girlfriend. But Ryan's right. You just have to take her out get some stiff drinks in her and say, you know, I just want to stress to you, like, I really want to like you. Your husband means a lot to me. He's one of my oldest friends. Like, I, you are a big part of his life. I want to be a big part of your life. Like, let's just, like, just please know I'm coming from an honest, good place. And if she can't understand that, then, like, she's fucked up, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. absolutely. If she can't be on board. And that's unfortunate, but, you know, there are friendships that are lost to things like this, and you do have to accept that that might be a possibility, that she might not come around to it. But, you know, there's no way. I mean, he if he is married to her, his allegiance is officially to her. I mean, he made a lifelong commitment that's to so her. Sad. I know it is sad, but, like, <laughs> I, I, I really agree. I really agree with the idea that when you marry someone you are taking like you have to like be there for them by their side but even like if it means disowning this friendship that he's well had. then they should have discussed that before they got married at four months but yeah. like the, <laughs> I mean it's a little Mariah Carey that they got married so quickly it is it's a little but it's it's you know that's that's his wife and I think yeah. everyone has to come to terms with the fact that that's his wife even if it's him that's like fuck I married someone that doesn't get along with my friends right but also you know I'm also a fan of the concept that not everybody has to be friends. Yes. Oh, I completely co-sign on that concept. For so sure. if he's not allowed to like have a meal with you without, you know, without her terrorizing you or something, then she's clearly like not balanced. But um, you don't really necessarily need her to be your friend. Yeah. Just like may- maybe he just goes mm-hmm. out. With you guys. Like, I'm not close friends with any of, like, my best girlfriend's boyfriends. But, like, we're not, like, going to get, like, lunch together and, like, having our own relationships. Derek's obsessed with you, though. Oh, I know. I love Derek. I know. He's an exception. But, like, but but we we all come from a place of, like, love and respect for each other because we know that it's important to the person, you know? And, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's just called being mature. 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 I know. Girl. Next call. Love you. Love you. So much. Time to move on. <laughs> hey, Malls. My name is Sarah. I'm 22 years old, and I recently put in my two weeks notice at a full-time job that I hated. I was having trouble eating, trouble sleeping. I even developed psoriasis, which made me feel bad for Kim Kardashian. And I left it to pursue something that I love, possibly that has to do related with my nature, 
been about a week and a half in of hardcore cover letter writing and applying to jobs, and I'm starting to think maybe I did the wrong thing. I'm not sure if I should just temp or become a waitress and work my butt off and do what I love on the side. I feel like I'm fulfilling stereotypes about all 22-year-olds that were lazy and entitled, but I am hardworking and ambitious. I just want to do that for something, for a job that doesn't make me want to hurt myself or someone else. So please advise. Thank you and God bless. Hey, girl. So just so you know, like a lot of the people you see that work in the arts um, come from money. I just want to point that out to you. That's not that's something that I didn't figure out for many, many years that like the people that I thought were my peers were not actually my peers because their parents paid their rent. So there is that you do probably have to work as many hours in a day as a human can work. Like you probably have to work 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day um, until you get to the place that you want to. I think that, you know, I've said this before, it's no one is entitled to be paid to be an artist in any way. I assume you want to be a writer of some kind or something like that. Um, no one's entitled to that sort of thing. Um, if you want that type of job, you have to do it for free a lot. You have to get really good at it. You have to develop a style. You have to develop a voice. If you're talking about a different type of job that's just difficult to obtain, then um, you have to commit to the fact that you quit your job and you probably need to get a waitress job and write all those cover letters. Um, there's no way of getting out of being an adult. And I know what you mean about feeling a stereotype of like the 20 year old that whines about not wanting to work but um you know you are like I've been there I've been I've been that 20 year old that like works a lot and then like tries to take off like a week or something and then my world crashes down around me because I just wasn't like keeping all the plates spinning you have to just like you have to deal like it's the unfortunate reality of being an adult much like you know, your parents couldn't just like stop washing and feeding you for a week because like it was hard. They had to go to work and do all that and blah, blah, blah. So just keep like just you just got to you just got to keep everything going. Like do it. Do it all. Like this is your time that you have the energy and vibrance to do it. And I suggest that you just suffer for your art. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I agree. I think that if maybe this is naive enough to think, but uh, I think if you really want something bad enough and you are okay with working your ass off, literally like just falling off for the next X amount of years, I think you can get something. Um, and so, yeah, just be like resign yourself to living a chaotic life that's going to make you like want to kill yourself. Like, you know, you said, she said in the call, like, I just want a job that doesn't make me want to hurt yourself. Like, you're going to want to kill yourself this way, too. Yeah. Any, anything you do is going to make you want to kill yourself. Right. Like, that's, that's just I mean, reality yeah, of life. Of course. You're going to want to kill yourself 24 7. Because like, you're not fulfilled or you're totally. overly fulfilled or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, your 20s are all about kind of getting from here to where you want to be and that's going to be a long gap but i think honestly like you quitting your job is that and you know preparing yourself for you know an unclear life is like sort of the first step i think you know um i don't know and if you do decide i just want to say to this is very important because there have been times where i felt like ugh, i just want to like not do this anymore i just want a career like everyone else, if you do decide to give up on whatever your passion is, don't be a waitress. Get yourself a career. Go get a real estate license. Move back in with your parents. Get a teaching certificate. Get a career. 
go to nursing school, whatever it may be. But like, you can't be a waitress till you're 50. And you can't like hope some guy is going to come along and save you. Like you need to figure out a way that you can long term support yourself, get health insurance, take care of yourself. Just keep working, sweetheart. You're doing good. All right. Next call. Hi, Malls. This is Ashley from Texas, a.k.a. Decetti Caprio via the web. I'm about to live with a boyfriend for the first time. I feel very confident and excited in this decision, but I'm wondering if there are any do's and don'ts to living with a romantic partner. I want to hold on to my youthful sparkle, as you would say, without falling into the boring abyss of cohabitation. Can you give me some advice? Love ya. Bye. Well, the only don't I have is like, don't move in with my ex-boyfriend. Um, that was, I've only lived with one guy and it was him and he was like, I was 22 and he was a disaster. Um, but our, that relationship was doomed anyway. It seems like you're in a really good relationship. I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I just, I would treat it like he's a regular roommate, right? I mean, I don't know. I've never lived with a boyfriend because I'm like defective. But, um, yeah. but I think, <laughs> anyways, um, no, but I think that, uh, what I wouldn't do, I think what a lot of couples kind of fall into, like the traps, it's like they thought my friend was saying, like, lesbian bed death. Have we talked about oh, this? Oh, yeah, I know, lesbian bed yeah, death. Yeah, lesbian bed death, where they're just like literally like in fucking moo moos all day and just like, bleh, like, just like literally don't leave. Like, they're like watching Orders in the New Black season two yeah, for yeah, literally yeah. two years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on repeat. Yeah. And I think it's kind of important for your own sanity and for your own individuality to kind of still be active and still go out, still see your friends, be social, and not just turn into like complete slugs. That's real. Like, I think that, like, like, also, I think you can become really fat, like, living with a boyfriend because you, you just, like, yeah. eat, like, Pizza Hut and then, like, order in and, like, binge watch TV, like, exactly like you're saying, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And it's important that you guys act like you don't live together sometimes. Like, what Ryan said is that, like, I feel like couples think that just because they're in a relationship, like, they need to hang out together all the time. Like, I, it's very important to me that I don't hang out like with my boyfriend all the time. It's very important to me that like I have a night with Ed or a night with Christina or a night like with you. I That's very important yeah. to me. Separation of church and state. I mean, I think it like keeps things fresh and like, but it's also you, yeah, you need, you need that. I don't know how, I don't, I don't understand people who don't need that. I'm very unclear on people who don't need that. Well, a lot of people like what that's, but that's what I think makes a relationship expire because like it's a codependent blast at first. You're yeah. like, I have someone to like blame everything on and to like do everything with and to be my partner. And that like doesn't force me to like get to know other people. And cause I'm right. It's people like, get complacent. And I think like if it does blow up, guess what? Like you've alienated all your friends. You've gained like 40 pounds. It's yeah. Just, it's like they're, it, I feel like as a couple, if you get into lesbian bed death, they're like, you're secretly sabotaging each other. Being like, you can never leave me cause I'm getting you fed. And like, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. you're like and you're losing all of your youthful sparkle. So have fun trying to find someone else to date you. Look yeah, exactly. And it's also <laughs> happiness weight too. You obviously like put on weight when you first start dating uh, someone because you're like, let's eat out. Let's eat out. I don't really know if I believe too much in moving in with someone. I mean, I you can do it when you're young, but at the age that I'm at, like, I'm like 30, like, I'm not moving in with a guy again until I'm engaged. I think that's totally real. Because you want to know what? 
moving's expensive and it's a lot. And that can like, a lot of times you hear about these couples that wind up getting trapped living together because they can't afford for one of them to move out. That was my situation when we were 22. My boyfriend didn't have a job and he couldn't afford to like move out of my place. And so like we, and we like got into a gigantic fight and like I wound up sleeping on the couch for a month, even though it was my bed. Oh my God. I know. And I just like accepted it because I was like 22 and I was like, well, I guess it's how I'm treated. So like, (laughs) I didn't know, I didn't know that was wrong to be treated like that. But like the point is that moving out can be extraordinarily expensive. And, um, I think that moving in is a huge decision and that that relationship needs to be time tested. Like Absolutely. you guys need to go through trial runs. Like Dr. Laura says, even though she's like a bigot and she's nuts, like there's certain things that Dr. Laura says that's really real. And I feel like one of the things she says is that like you cannot marry or in this case live with someone until you've known them through all four seasons. And I really believe that that's true because you just you don't know what a per I mean, like not knowing what a person's like in winter versus summer is huge. It's oh actually God, night, a huge night difference. Day, night and day. So like a delight in the summer and like like a horror show in the winter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go on vacations with him. Like you know, you know you're fine. Like you're sounds like you're really she happy. She seems like she's in a really good place. But really make sure I know you're like in a good place, quote unquote test that shit. If there's any questions left, test that shit before you move yourself out of your apartment. All right. Thanks so much for calling. Good luck. And please update us. Our number is 323-450-7408. That goes for all of our callers today. We would really love if you would give us a call today. And you know what, Kitty DiCaprio? I know exactly who you are. You follow me on the internet. I'm going to go ahead and give you my 129 call of the week. Please email us at pleaseadvise at gmail.com. And I will hook you up with a song. I'm going to decide what I think is right for you. Um, And then I want you to like jam and then i want you to like email me always email always call i love it so much ryan thank you so much for being on our podcast today do you want to do like maybe a little bit of a new segment sure what is it okay so i think that it's like really important on please advise that like we also advise people on the things that they don't really know they're doing wrong because there's so many things that people don't know they're doing wrong okay do you agree? I, yeah, every day people make mistakes. So this, <laughs> every day. So this new segment is called Free Advice, where me or my guests are going to just give you some free advice. And I think that you'll be the perfect person to start this off. So Ryan, what's your free advice? Um, okay. Um, you know, uh, as a gay man, I have a lot of women coming to me um, with, with boy problems. And... Um, there's been a common thread where basically uh, a girlfriend of mine is seeing some guy and, you know, for, you know, they're kind of unclear on his sexuality. You know, we live in like big cities, LA, New York, you know, the guys aren't exactly like lumberjack, like cutting down trees. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, drinking artisanal cocktails and like looking chic. So it gets a little blurry, (laughs) but I will say that like, I, I really don't understand people that are like, treating it like it's a big mystery as to someone whether or not someone is gay. Uh, really, in my experience, if someone seems gay, they probably are. Like, seriously, like, miracle solved. Like, literally, Nancy Drew's on the case. Like, crack the case. It's open. Like, if you're getting <laughs> gay vibes, guess what? He's, like, low-key sucking dick on Craigslist. So, <laughs> like... That's so real. Like, you know what I mean? I know what he did last summer because I did it with him. Like, honestly. <laughs> so... But what about all those people who are like, that's rude. Like, you can't I, like, say 
you know what? I'm sorry. Like, well, to those people, I'm like, tough. Like, rude boy by Rihanna. Like, let me live. Let me live my truth and you can live yours. But I'm telling you that, like, all of the guys that, like, they thought were gay, guess what? They're, like, at Fire Island living, laughing, and loving with all their gay friends right now on Instagram. And, like, I fucking told them. I was, like, wagging my fingers when I was 22 being like, I don't know, babe. If he doesn't like your pussy, he's probably gay. And they're like, I don't know. It's just really sensitive. I don't believe in stereotypes and it's 2014, so who cares and leave me alone? No. Okay, the dude was gay. I always knew it. Like, so if you get, like, if you get gay vibes, like, you know, run away or actually just break up the friendship and be best friends with him. Yeah, that's <laughs> real. I love that. And you yeah. know what? I mean, it's really true. I think everyone's gay, so. Everyone is a little bit gay. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Well, no, of course, of course. I wish that, like, guys were more open to, like, being gayish like, and experimenting Like getting a blowjob <laughs> from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So you can find Ryan for your um, straight blowjobs at Ryan O'Conn at Twitter. It's R-Y-A-N-O-C-O-N-N. He writes for Awkward on MTV. You can check out the new season, which is season five, right? Season four. It actually just ended, but it's coming back in the fall. It's starting back. Yeah. Yeah, Season five. Keep your eyes peeled for that. It's a great show. Um, and Ryan's just like kind of a genius and the best. So I hope you'd enjoyed um, part one of your journey with Ryan. Stay tuned for next week, which is part two. Thank you.